I'm not going to preach to you very long or preach at you. I really don't. I'm not much of a preacher, but I like to talk to people. So I'm going to talk a little bit this morning, but only for a short while. What an unbelievable move God has already done here this morning. And I certainly don't want to take away from that, but I do not believe that he would have changed my heart and put this on my heart to speak about today. If there wasn't someone here feeling as though you are broken or possibly that your light is about to go out. So everybody that got touched this morning, you don't have anything to be jealous of because you've already got yours, but there's somebody in here that feels bruised or somebody that feels broken, someone that's like, Lord, I may only last another day if I don't have some sort of divine intervention. Matthew chapter 20, verse 15. But when Jesus knew it, he withdrew from there and great multitudes followed him and he healed them all. That's not a preface for what's getting ready to be said. That in and of itself is enough. He healed them all. My God. Yet he warned them not to make him known. That don't sound like 21st century prophets and preachers to me. They want to be known for anything that happens. Jesus would do it and say, shh, don't kill anybody. Yet he warned them not to make him known that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet. This is the prophecy. Behold my servant whom I have chosen. My beloved in whom my soul is well pleased. I will put my spirit upon him. And he will declare justice to the Gentiles. He will not quarrel nor cry out. Nor will anyone hear his voice in the streets. This is what I want to talk about this morning. A bruised reed he will not break. And a smoking wick he will not quench. Till he sends forth justice to victory. And in his name the Gentiles will trust. Today I want to talk to the people in here, the bruised reeds and the smoldering wicks. What imagery we have as a metaphor for how Jesus and his amazing grace deals with us. No wonder his grace is called amazing. Bruised reeds and smoldering wicks. What is weaker than a bruised reed? Have you walked down beside the river? Let a wild duck land on a, on a bruised reed or on a reed in the marshlands and it's crushed. Let the foot of any man brush against it gently and it's bruised and broken. Every wind that blows over the river moves it to and fro. It would be hard to conceive of anything more frail or brittle or whose very existence is in jeopardy constantly than a bruised reed. What good is it? What purpose could it possibly carry? Did you know that in some cultures, broken reeds are tied together to make thatch for a roof? Did you know that broken reeds can be part, used as a part of the mouthpiece for woodwind instruments? Even a bruised reed is useful in making boats in some cultures. I'm gonna read my notes and then I'm gonna pray for you. I feel like in here today there are some whose souls are bruised. I'm certain that I'm not talking to everyone. In fact, 
I know that I'm not. But for some in here, there's a deep bruising. Bruising is when you bleed within. Sometimes it's seen on the surface, but it's felt within and there's a deep bleeding within. And I believe that there are some souls here this morning that are bleeding deeply within. There might just be one. And I'd be perfectly fine if it was just one. Some of you are bleeding within and have almost come to the point of being blown away. Your strength is gone and if you get stepped on by life even one more time, you won't survive. You know you're broken, but to some, your brokenness is hidden because you're lost in a crowd of others. But I want you to know that Jesus sees you in your brokenness. Not only does he see you, but he refuses to allow a bruised reed to be broken. Something that seems a single reed on a riverside is one of tens or hundreds of thousands. No one singles out anyone except Jesus does, and he wanted to bring it up. It was inspired by the prophet Isaiah, by the Holy Spirit, and then he repeats it and says, a bruised reed, he won't break. Some of you are like a flickering candle. You have little to no oil left and your light has grown dim. This is not, this is not, this is not judgment or condemnation. It's just simple reality. You're shining as bright as possible, but you don't have much left. If I could take a mirror and put it right in front of me, I would talk to myself because I feel like I am. To you, the Lord says he's bringing fresh oil. To those that have, that have burned through the night and have given your life to bring light to someone else and now your own oil is growing, is wearing out and your wick is dim and you know that if you don't get a new fresh touch of oil from God, you're not gonna burn another day. The Lord says there's fresh oil coming to you. There's fresh oil coming to you. He will not stand idly by and watch your light vanquish. But instead, he brings the oil of gladness today to refill your soul. The end of the verse says, until he brings justice to victory. He will not allow a bruised reed to be broken and he will not allow a flickering wick to be put out until he brings justice to victory, which is to say, he's not just gonna not allow you to be broken and, and not just not allow your flame to go out, but he's gonna give you fresh oil for a brighter flame and he's gonna restore the broken and bruised places in your life. Why? Who in the world knows why? Just because he's that good. He's just that good. Everything that God does, he does out of his nature, which is perfect goodness. 
His, it's, his, his goodness is not like our goodness. Our goodness comes and goes. He's not moody like we're moody. He just is. He's always good. Christian hit the nail on the head when they were dedicating the, and brought the Ark of the Covenant into the old and when Solomon built the temple and they begin to sing this, the Lord is good and his mercy endures forever. It was in that sentence, in that refrain that they sang again and again that they declared the goodness of God, that the glory of God came. He will bring you to victory. He has restoration on his mind and he is resolved in his life-giving spirit to restore bruised reeds and cause the light that's burning dimly to light again. I'm finishing up. I told you I wasn't gonna be up here very long because I don't wanna be up here. I wanna be down there with you. Because when I put my hands on you, when our ministry team puts our hands on you, I can promise if your oil's almost out, your soul's gonna be full once again. I can promise you that if you've walked from a bruised, broken place, when you leave this place by the power and the spirit of God, you are not gonna leave the same. You will be restored. You will not be broken. You will be restored. Your oil will not run out. It's gonna be poured back into. The Lord has purpose for you. And the most powerful thing about any one of you is the fact that you're still alive. If you're alive and breathing, it's God's way of saying, I still care about you. I still see you. I don't care about what you did. I care about who I say that you are. Who among you feels as though your soul has been crushed? This is not a rhetorical question. I want to know. Let them come. Who among you feels like at any time your oil could run out? You've given everything you've got. I'm asking you to come. Today, Father, by His Spirit, wants to repurpose you and fill you with the oil of gladness. If you're on the ministry team up here, I talked to you earlier, or if you're full of the Spirit of God and you're in a good place, come on up to the front because you're going to pray with these people that are coming. Come on. Who among you feels like any minute your oil could run out? He's gonna fill you with the oil of gladness. Come up to the front for an encounter that will change your, these are words he gave me to say, that will change your life forever. He does not break bruised reeds and he will not allow your fire to be extinguished. it again because I feel like he said it. Who among you feels as though your soul has been crushed? Your soul is your mind, your will, your emotions, your affections, your appetites, your conscience. Who among you feels that at any time your oil will run out, which means the flame of your life will run out? Let him come. Today, Father, by his spirit, wants to repurpose you and fill you with the oil of gladness. Come up to the front for an encounter that will change your life forever. My dad used to say for years, he said, I don't get brownie points with God if you come. And I don't either. I just don't want you to leave the same way that you came. He does not break bruised reeds and he will not allow your fire to be extinguished.
instruments to play. Let's just thank God for what he's done for everybody this morning. Can we do that? Can we thank him for what he's done? time. Put your hands together and thank Jesus for his presence. <laughs> your best days are just ahead of you. Your best days are just ahead of you. You're not forgotten. You're not overlooked. He'll not allow you to be broken and your oil has not run out. I believe there's fresh oil upon you today. As you go into your workplace, as you go into your places of ministry, or whatever it is that you do, take the fresh oil of the presence of the Lord with you and be new, be regenerated, and make sure that you share. I believe that your cup can run over so that what you feel can bleed into everybody else around you. Amen. That's why the psalmist would say, my cup runs over. Amen. Surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord. Love you guys.